Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Self Love Club, the podcast chatting about stuff that matters, real talk and lols. You're joined as always by me, your host, podcaster Belle Crawford. Thank you so much for joining me. Now, I have been finding the best guests for us on TikTok. And on the show, we're joined by someone's videos I love. Jillian, also known as Fully Friday, has built an account dedicated to sharing advice for women in their 20s, attracting an audience of over 400,000. We find out about Jill's rock bottom and how she picked herself up and learned to trust that life would work out. Her tips for people in their 20s, we talk dating and working out what you want, career girlies, all of it. Let's get into my chat with Jillian. Jillian, welcome to the Self Love Club podcast. Thank you so much for your time today. Of course. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Now, tell us a bit about yourself and what you do. Yeah, so I'm Jill. I'm 30 years old and... Full-time now, I work on Fully Friday. I have a full community online and I sell an online course for women to help them gain confidence and kind of figure out what they want out of their 20s. But before that, my career started in fashion and then I started my own dropshipping company. So I started working for myself around 27 years old. Now take us back. Where did you grow up? And growing up, did you know what you wanted to do? Okay, so we'll go way back. Yes, I grew up in Northern California and I always wanted to work in fashion. That was like my dream since I was little. And I did that. I got my four-year degree in economics and then I went to fashion school in LA and I got another degree in fashion and I started working in fashion for a few years. And it was kind of like this crashing point when I realized, wow, this isn't really what I expected and this isn't what I want to do. Um, So that was certainly a moment in my 20s where I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'm 27 years old and now I'm starting all over. This is kind of crazy, but it turned out to be great. I have seen on some of your videos and people can go watch them as well. They'll find them super helpful. But you talk about hitting this rock bottom. And I think a lot of us at that time, I remember on my 27th birthday crying because you know, you're quite hard on yourself and you're thinking, oh, well, I haven't done this. And you, I think it's this pressure and expectations on yourself. So talk us through that rock bottom and what happened and, and how you got on from there. Yeah. So I completely agree. And I think 27 maybe is just the age where a lot of people have that moment. Um, I certainly had a moment of like my long-term relationship had ended with my college boyfriend. I kind of knew this isn't the right thing. So I was back to being single, which felt a little bit scary. Um, My idea of working in fashion had come to an end and I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to go break out on my own and start my own fashion app and quickly realized uh, after about a year and a half that that was way harder than it sounded. And eventually I had to move home with my parents back from LA, back into my parents' house, single, no money, and was just like, what is my life turning into? And then you see your friends on Instagram who are, you know, getting engaged or getting promotions and it's easy to get super down on yourself. Hmm. And so you talk about trying to start this business and then moving back home. That can be really hard when you feel like you're trying to build something, you know, whatever anyone's doing, whether it's you've gone and studied, you've spent 
a lot of your 20s doing something. And I think when you're in your 20s, you sort of think it's all a waste and that, oh, like, what am I going to do now? Like, you know, what's, how am I going to get past this? It all seems quite final. Totally. A hundred percent. I think that was the hardest thing for me to realize is that everything that I'd done up leading to that point wasn't a waste. It was just a building block that was leading to bigger and better things. But it's really, really hard to see it that way when you're in the moment. But looking back on it now, if I hadn't have had that moment and been taught those skills like Shopify, for example, then I never would have started the businesses that I started later. So everything ends up working out the way it's supposed to, but you just have no idea how it's going to get there. Yeah. And I think because at that age, you are looking around at everyone and people are starting to settle down. And if you were already, I was the same as you, like I was already settled down and then you become single all of a sudden and you're like, well, everyone's getting married and having kids and they're, you know, buying houses and everything. And I'm just out here being the fun, cool single pal. Um, yeah. And it, yeah, you kind of, I think you take it to heart a bit, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think that was a great moment for me to really like dig into myself and be like, well, you know, I've been in this relationship for so long. Like, what do I really want? And it turned out, like I said, to be a great thing, but yeah, of course in the moment, it's hard not to compare yourself to what other people are doing in their lives. And so talk us story. What happened then? You moved back with your parents. What did you do? How did you pick yourself up? Yeah. So I moved back with my parents. And like I mentioned before, I had learned Shopify working in the fashion industry. If you're not familiar, it's just a website program to sell things online, an e-commerce store, essentially. And I kept getting this ad that was saying, like, learn how to do drop shipping with Shopify. And I kept ignoring it, ignoring it. And I'm back home with my parents. And I finally decided, like, you know what? People talk about, like, trusting the universe and this and that. And if I see this ad one more time, I'm just going to take the course and, like, trust in and learn how to do it. And so it popped up again right before the holidays. So I was like, okay, I'll take it. So I take this course. It teaches me how to do drop shipping. So I set up my own store. And then within a few months, I was making almost six figures with it. So it completely like changed my mindset on trusting things, I guess, if that makes sense. I was never very wooey. I never really thought about like the universe or energy. And the second I decided to like, let go and be like, Hey, you know, it can't get much worse. So why not lean into something different then something amazing came from it so that was sort of the mindset shift I needed to continue on that path in that moment obviously you were decided to trust but how did you stop on the other side trying to stop comparing yourself to others like a lot of us do in our 20s yeah you know I think I it might just be as you get older too you kind of realize like social media is just this veil of, oh, that's the very best version of somebody's life. And one of my friends and I were talking about it and she was like, you know, this is a saying I really love. If everybody threw their problems into a pile, you would reach in and grab yours right back. And that just really clicked with me. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, you're so right. Like everyone has stuff behind the scenes. So I'm just not going to worry about it. I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And what were you selling? Cause you've started your own businesses and you were, you know, able, you were seeing that it was actually working and that, you know, you thought you'd failed, but then you'd moved home and you weren't failing. It just was happening in a different way. And you, you're probably realizing like, Hey, I've got this, I can do this. Yeah. So it actually was kind of funny. It went from like fashion, which was what I initially wanted to do to these funny little like knickknack stocking stuffer type things because it was the holidays. So they were just these goofy little things you would put in like a holiday stocking. And what it really sparked in me was my interest, not so much in the product, but in the marketing part of it. 
and doing like Facebook ads and Instagram ads. And it kind of sparked this like new passion in me. And I was like, oh, wow, I really love marketing. And that's kind of what turned me on to TikTok in the first place was like, I've never really tried organic marketing. You know, let's try a TikTok account. And then things sort of flowed from there. And then, so where did you move from there and starting to do your content online and sharing? Was it just, you were realizing that you'd actually worked a few things out and maybe you could help other people? Yeah. Yeah. So from there, I moved back to LA and then I ended up in San Francisco where I met my now fiance. And it actually, the idea came to me from my younger cousin who is 24 years old. And she called me and was like, oh my gosh, I like can't find a job and just feel like such a loser. And she was being so mean to herself, you know, how we all talk like that to ourselves. And I thought like, wow, I remember being like this to myself at that age. And I guarantee there's a lot of other girls feeling that way. So I'm just going to throw something up there, like some little piece of advice. And then it sort of just kept spiraling from there. Yeah. And do you remember the first few videos you did that really took off? You're like, whoa. I think TikTok really helped creators in that way as well. Yeah, yeah. The first one that got a million views where I was like, whoa, was it was like advice for your 20s. And it was actually about social media and not getting your validation from social media, learning to find it from yourself. And some people had an issue with it. It was definitely my first little taste of like, ooh, like the internet can be a little scary. But yeah, that was like my first big one. And I was like, okay, cool. People seem to be resonating with the advice. So let's stick with it. Did you at all doubt what you were doing? Or were you like, no, I've, I've got this. I would you you sort of have got to that place where you hit that robot and you come back and were you like, this is a this is something I'm just gonna keep sharing and see what happens. Totally. I kind of had, like I mentioned before, leaned into that like trust aspect. And I was like, you know what? Like I have no real skin in the game with this TikTok thing in particular. So if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But I feel like I'm supposed to be doing this. And I feel like any message I would get from someone saying like, this helped me so much. I was like, okay, perfect. If it helped one person, that's all that matters. So I kind of just trusted that this was the right thing and kept going. And I'm sure that you've got a lot of messages or like, you know, people asking you for advice and things when you're on there. So what sort of advice would you share? I mean, you obviously got a whole account for it, but like, what are some of your top sort of tips, I guess, for people in their twenties? Yeah. I think my biggest piece of advice for women in their twenties is getting really clear on what you want and not just what you want out of life, but what you want for yourself. Like, I wish I took the time at a younger age to really think about, you know, what do I want in a relationship? What do I want in a partner? But also who do I want to be? Like, how do I want them to see me? How do I want the world to see me? What kind of friend do I want to be? What kind of daughter? Um, So I think taking the time to get just crystal clear and like really think about it because we tend to overschedule ourselves and not really want to do that deep work. Sometimes I was certainly guilty of that. And the second I hit rock bottom and had no place to go, but my thoughts, then things started falling into place. Yeah, what was some of that deep work for you? It's all very individual for each of us, but you know, you you got there and it sounds like you you rose back up, you started swimming again. So what was the inner work that you did? Yeah, I think a lot of it was taking a look at what my life was at the moment and what I liked and what I didn't like. And that sounds super obvious, but the things that I didn't like, one huge one was like, I don't like living in LA anymore. And that was something where I was so like, oh, I live in LA. I love LA. And once I really took a step back, I was like, I don't really like it. I don't really like the people anymore. I don't really like my lifestyle. Um, And I don't like the person that I'm becoming there. 
So that was a huge one for me. And then I moved back to Northern California. I wanted to be closer to my family and try a new city. Um, so that was a really big one. And also with the, I think a big thing in your 20s and any stage when you're single or you've come out of a long-term relationship, which, you know, we probably thought was going to be our person sort of thing. It's yeah. a big change and a big life adjustment. I think one thing I hear a lot, and I'm sure you do as well, is people who are fearful that it's never going to happen, that you're never going to meet that person. And I know that you would understand that feeling like that, but then obviously it works out. And you've talked about trusting. I guess when you started trusting, is that when that sort of started happening as well? Yeah. And I know a lot of people hate that answer because they're like, how do I do that? And it's like, well, there's just, there's things we can't control. So you just have to trust that it's going to work out or sit and fear all the time, which that's no fun. Definitely just the second I started trusting that the right thing was going to work out and focusing more on me and what I wanted. That's when I met my now fiance, which I know those stories can be really annoying sometimes, but it truly is the second you start focusing on like what you want and get clear on also on what you want in a person. I think that was another thing in my previous relationship. I wasn't like as specific on the things that were really important to me. And so once I really thought about that, those things seemed to, to kind of come up in future partners that I dated. Still to come, more advice for your 20s on dating and the number one piece of advice Jillian wishes she could tell her younger self. But first, we're an independent podcast about to launch another series I know you're going to love. And the best way you can support us is to subscribe on your podcast app. Honestly, it is the number one to support us. It means we'll pop up on other people's feeds. Hit follow on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We're on all of them. Select automatic downloads. Leave us a five-star rating. And if you're enjoying listening, writing us a kind review. Recommend the show and send the link to your friends. Follow us at Self Love Club Podcast on Instagram. Show us where you're listening. You can post it on your story and tag us. And you'll find me at Belle Crawford on Instagram, Belle underscore Crawford on TikTok with all the details in our show. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Show notes. Right, let's get back to the rest of our conversation with Jillian. What were some of the things that you really wanted or didn't want in a relationship? Yeah, I really wanted someone who was not only ambitious for themselves, but really ambitious for me, like pushed me to be better. I want really nice, beautiful things for me in my life. And I want someone to push me to get those things. Um, And also someone who's just open-minded, willing to try anything, wants to travel, wants to have fun and can just truly be themselves. I think it's rare to find people who are so comfortable in their own skin and finding someone like that makes everyone around them feel more comfortable to be like that. So I'm lucky to have found someone who makes me that way. Yeah. And you're getting married. That's so cool. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> I feel like such a grown up. Yeah. I saw that you were having like your college roommates. Were they going to be your bridesmaids? Yeah. Yep. They're my maids of honor, all three of them. Is that sort of where you found some of your best friends at college? Yeah. I would say my like lifelong friends for sure were from college. I think that's another big thing 
that people struggle with in their 20s is making friends outside of college. I certainly had a hard time in LA doing that. Yeah, I think that's something as well in your 20s where you think you need to stay friends with the people that maybe you went to high school with. And and I, I think also like friendship breakups can be a real thing as well as breakups. And then, you know, when you realize that maybe you've just outgrown that friendship or they're not serving you anymore or they're not like really positive to be around. I, I know that some people often struggle with that. I'm sure you've had people ask you about that as well. I think friendships are just like relationships where it takes two people and it can definitely feel like you outgrow somebody, but it's almost harder sometimes to realize that in a friendship than a relationship at least for me, because like you said, especially if they're like a childhood friend, then it's like, oh my gosh, am I going to throw this whole friendship away? But when you really do make that effort to move on, sometimes it feels like a weight has been lifted. Um, So that's what I always tell people. Like if someone is not adding positivity to your energy and like making you feel energetic and excited and feel like you're drained after hanging out with them, then it's probably not a friendship worth sustaining. I think another thing in your 20s as well is working out what you want. And a lot of people don't know what they want. And I think that's okay as well. So what would be some advice you would give to people who are trying to work out what they do want? Because you're not, you've said get clear on what you want and, and just get to know yourself. But what would you share with them? I think that you have to just start trying things and people don't really like to hear that. They want to know right away. Well, like, what is it? So I can just start working on it. Trial and error really is your only choice here. You have to try different things and see what you like. And it doesn't necessarily have to be monetary. That's what I always tell people. Like your passions don't have to make you money. They just need to bring you happiness and maybe eventually they'll make you money. So if you love like hiking or being outside or doing crafts, like you don't need to make money from that if it can bring you happiness, but just try a million different things. And if something really like lights you up, then follow that path. Like I never in a million years thought, oh, I'm going to give advice to women in their twenties and build a community off of it. But the second I started doing it, I felt lit up inside, you know? Obviously you've talked about the dating thing and I see that on your social media, you talk about that as well. Cause that's something that I think a lot of people want to talk about and want advice yeah. on because they're all going through it. And I think your 20s can be messy in a lot of ways, whether it's your life, you're changing a lot, a lot of changes, relationships, dating. It's, you know, everyone's sort of working out what they want and where they're going to end up. It's not mm-hmm. a very settled time. I know it wasn't for me. You've talked about just trusting, and I, I know people get annoyed hearing that, but I know that myself, you know, like you just have to go through it and know that it is one day going to work out with the right person. And what are some other advice that you share with people? Like when they're dating, what kind of advice do you share with people? I always like to tell people a few different things. If you're dating seriously, like you're ready, like, okay, I'm ready to find the one. Then the first thing, like I mentioned before, is getting really clear on what you want in a partner. The second thing is finding the like couple of red flags that you absolutely won't tolerate. And the third thing is, don't waste your time if you don't think that this is the person or if you know this isn't the person. It's hard to be alone. Like all of us can admit that. And especially during the holidays, sometimes it's like, oh, I'm just going to keep dating this person. Don't waste your time with that because you're just signaling to the universe that, oh, I'm okay with this. You know, keep sending me this instead of like, no, this isn't what I wanted. Like, let's follow my guidelines over here. That would be my biggest piece of advice is like you said, you kind of just have to go through it and dating can feel like a chore, but it should also feel fun. Sometimes we take it too seriously because we're so stressed out, especially women. We think that this clock is ticking in the back of our head, right? 
Um, so I think if you're at that point where you're just so stressed with it, take a step back. Remember, this should be fun and trust that it's going to work out. It's such good advice. I think it is quite exhausting. You know, some of my single friends will say, you know, and I, I know from when I was, it's exhausting having to have those conversations with people over and over again, but yeah. just don't, I guess, don't take it so seriously. And- 100% and don't give up your life the second you start liking someone. I've seen so many of my girlfriends do that where like, they like someone a lot and then they just start canceling plans and stop doing their workout class or this or that because they're trying to make all their time for this person. And that's when you end up feeling really bad if things don't go the right way. So definitely keep your life as a priority. And remember this person is just simply adding to your life. You're going to be okay without them all the time. Even my fiance, I would be okay without him, but he adds a lot. I wish we could, like you can't, but I wish I could go back and tell my 20 year old self to not put up with mixed signals, people not being like, you know, treating you well and, and sort of mm-hmm. like you said, I think it's because we place, I think looking back, hindsight's a great thing. You sort of place a lot of your worth on that. And that's why I think you tolerate it. Um, but yeah, I think as you get older and maybe, I mean, hopefully people in their twenties with all of the great advice from people like you can not put up with rubbish, but it's sort of when you get to your thirties that you're like, oh, why did I waste so much time on people that really just didn't matter or treat you well? Life is so short and you don't want to waste it on the wrong people. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think, like you said, in your early twenties, it's like, you're almost experimenting at that point And you're trying to build your confidence too. But I wish I could go back and shake myself and just say like, what do you do? Yeah. Like your self-worth comes from you, not from his text, you know, and like, yeah, well, like all the excuses like, oh, he's probably working late or this yeah. or that. Like, no, like he just I, isn't interested. Yeah. I used to do that so much. And I saw a, a thing on TikTok about how, like, you know, when someone gives you a little bit of something, they might respond to your Instagram story or, you know, send you a little yeah. text, but and you, and you create these stories around it, like, oh, he does right. care or, yeah. And it's- totally. It takes, <laughs> takes a little bit of time. But yeah, I would say the sooner you can get clear and confident in who you are as a person, then the less you'll be willing to tolerate that stuff or the less concerned you'll be with it. You're like, oh, he texted me. Great. But if not, great. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Like just get on onto the next sort of thing or yeah. move on with your life. Like you say, you know, what about yeah. your self-care practices um, and helping yourself feel really well? I've, you sort of mentioned a couple of things you like to do. So how do you like to take care of yourself? Yeah. I mean, I love, I think like working out in general is just such a good like mental and physical release. I'm obsessed with berries here. So that's like a big one for me. I also prioritize trying to, I call it meditating loosely. I try to meditate, but sometimes they're like guided meditations or I'll just kind of let my brain wander. But I think it's important to take the time to do that work. Cause like I said, you can get so busy that you kind of overlook things in your life. Um, so those are the biggest ones is working out and trying to check in with myself mentally reading too. I like to read like mindset books and that sort of thing. And what is some advice you would like to share with your younger self? I mean, you're sharing all this advice with others that are younger than you now and and from what you've learned. So what would you tell little Jillian? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. The main thing I would tell her, I think about this all the time, you know, hindsight, like you said, I would tell her when you feel like you need to start changing, then make a move right then. Like, don't be scared of that change. Like if your body, if anything is telling you, like, you know, that feeling when you're just like, Oh, like I'm unhappy, 
then make the change right then and there. Don't get six months down the line and feel the same way because I had multiple probably years in my twenties where I had things where I was like, I just wish I started that, you know, five months ago or a year ago and I'm still here. So that's my biggest thing. Younger Jillian, start making changes sooner. You'll be happy you did. (laughs) Yeah. And listen to yourself when like, I think we doubt ourselves a bit because we think we're young. We don't know, but when, you know, you're an entrepreneur, when you get told things, it's like, when you when you pick up on stuff, just go for it. Like you did with your social media, you just started making it. You just did it. You listened to that. And I think that's so important. And I think that's a really great message we can get from you. Totally. Thank you. You don't learn until you fail and you don't fail unless you try something. So I know that's kind of like counterintuitive. Like, why would I do something to fail? But it's like, I look at it as like the stairs building up to what you're building towards are all those lessons, those failures, you don't learn anything overnight. There's nothing worse than just sitting still and spinning your wheels. So get out there, try stuff, learn stuff, fail at stuff because it's going to make you better. Yeah. Did you ever think you'd be doing what you are now? I mean, you obviously wanted a career in fashion and everything, but looking at everything you've done, everything you've built for yourself, did you think it was possible? I mean, not really. And it's actually so funny because I'm, I'm pretty shy like my fiance is so outgoing and I'm like definitely the quieter one. Um, so being on camera too, I was just like, no way. Like I would never be on social media. Then you kind of get to this point where, oh, I was about to cuss. I won't do that. Um, no, you can swear. It's okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I wasn't here. I was about to get, I got to this point, like probably when I turned 29, where I was just like, fuck it. Like who cares? Like I have this moment where I always imagine myself as an 80 year old woman laying in bed And is she going to turn to younger me and say like, oh, wow, like I really regret not doing that. Or is she going to be in bed? Like I did it all, you know, (laughs) like I'm ready to go because I tried everything and I don't regret anything. Um, And I think that's really important. There's nothing worse that I can imagine than, you know, being on your deathbed and having regret. So go for it. And you're smashing it. You're so good at making your videos. And I th- it's so funny because I like I have over 400,000 followers, but I still feel like small. Like now it's like, oh, you don't have a million followers. You're tiny. But that's the wrong mentality to have. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's a great platform. And you've shared so much advice with us along this chat. Is there any other advice you would like to share with those listening? Things that they could take away on top of everything you've already given to us? <laughs> I think the biggest thing is the like not caring what people think. I know that one's hard, but I think that's a good one to put into practice. Another big one I would say for people that I wish I did when I was younger is start paying attention to how you talk to yourself every day and listen to that little voice in your head, because I guarantee it's probably meaner to you than you really realize. And that's something I realized as an adult was like, oh, I really thought I was pushing myself by being mean to myself when in reality I was tearing myself down. So just take awareness to how you speak to yourself. And whenever you do hear those things, correct it and be like, hey, no, you're supposed to be my biggest cheerleader and my best friend. And you'll feel 10 times better if you start being nice to yourself. That's such great advice and things we can work on on the daily. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate having a chat. And I know everyone's going to love this. Oh, of course. Thanks for having me. This was so fun. Your show's so awesome. This is cool. You have a great setup. I might even reach out to you another time if that's cool, but yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love it. No, this has been great. Thanks for having me. 
That's all we've got time for. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Self Love Club. Keep up with us and follow at Self Love Club Podcast on Instagram, where you can watch videos of this conversation with Gillian. You'll find me at Belle Crawford on Instagram and Belle underscore Crawford on TikTok, where I'll also post the videos. We'll be back with a new episode for you next Monday. Make sure you've subscribed if you're not already. Hit follow on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're on all of them. I'll catch you soon.